And we are back. Welcome to another episode of the Nothing But Football podcast. It was a great weekend. Another nil-nil boring draw between Man United and another team. Uh, we'll get right into that as well as a couple of local games. But let's start with my co-host over here. Lucas, how are you doing, dog? What up, what up? The supporter of Man United. Uh, and over to the supporters of other teams. <laughs> uh, Mr. Koshi, how are you doing, dog? What's up, guys? Hope you guys had a good weekend. Uh, not so interesting weekend in terms of sports for my teams. So, yeah, let's get into it. All right, let's get right into it. This week, we're going to be starting local. It was the Soweto Derby. Interesting game, to say the least. Controversial referee decisions in, in South Africa are land. Mm. Seems to follow the suit of corruption like the <laughs> scandals. All right. Uh, let's talk about this game. It was Pirates versus Chiefs. It was a Pirates home game at Orlando Stadium. Bad weather conditions before the game. As we know, it's been raining the whole week. Pirates lost. Pirates won 2-1 to Chiefs. Chiefs, eh? Potion. Yeah, Pirates ain't lost for Did you get a game? Against Chiefs. Uh, did you see how it went? How do you feel about the game? Uh, yeah, I actually watched the game because I'm a Chiefs supporter. So, the the derby got me. The energy got me. Does uh, it hurt? Eh? Does it hurt? Yeah. yeah. Well, ever since we lost the... The league last year to uh yeah. to Sundowns after being in the league for so long. Top of the table the whole year and yeah. we lose it right after we lost we it on the last out. game, mm. essentially. So yeah, it doesn't really hurt me, I won't lie. Mm. Like that hurt like nothing can go above that hurt. But yeah, besides that, uh Chiefs had a lot of opportunities uh that they failed to capitalize on. I think it would have been a different game. But here we are now. Uh missing missing like sitters. Yeah. It was it yeah. was ridiculous. But yeah, pirates uh, have been uh on the rise in terms of the the derby uh performances. Uh Chiefs have failed to win for the last couple of games, so very diplomatic, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I, let me try and give my opinion again. I watched the game. Oh, first half was rather boring for me. Uh, Chiefs missed a lot of sitters over there. Uh, it, reminiscent of basically every Chiefs-Pirates game over the past couple of years, portion, mm. where Chiefs miss sitters, Pirates punishes. I don't know what's going on with the coaches there by Chiefs, right? But you keep on missing sitters and then Pirates get one goal and they turn it into two and then you always end up losing. But another thing that I want to talk about, uh, especially on social media and so forth, people have been talking about the refereeing standard in South Africa. Mm. As we know, we don't have VAR in South Africa. Just like, did you guys see the clip of that uh, Amazulu game, I think, with the handball? And <laughs> yeah, that was that was last season. Uh, <laughs> yeah. where, where the guy actually picked it up and moved it into yes, his pub. just yeah, shoved it in. And then got a penalty after that. Yeah. But Lucas, how do you feel about the quality of refereeing in South Africa? Do you think we need VAR in South Africa? Or is it another thing like just like with all these vaccine scandals over here, corruption <laughs> went reign supreme and there's nothing we can do about it at this moment in time? Yeah, look, I think VAR would be fantastic in South Africa, but <laughs> do we have the standard of thing to to afford the VAR? I, I, I don't know. Um, <sighs> Richest League in Africa, I say we have to have it with all that mm. TV money they're getting from SuperSport. Mm. So you don't... No, I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd love to see it. VAR's a good system. If if it's if it's even possible to put it into South Africa, yeah, sure. But I doubt it's possible. Okay. And the quality of finishing in the SA League? 
do you find it poor? Chiefs miss Sitters. Yeah. Milkovic was the only player who looked here like he's decent and he's from Europe, but our South African counterparts are missing empty nets. Yeah, it 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 depends on what you compare it to, really, because uh, obviously compared to what we normally watch across Europe, yes, it is poor. Compared to the standard of of um, African football, it actually isn't as high as you think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, compared to obviously the leagues up north, even the Zambian league, that that kind of thing. Compared to that, it's maybe below below the standards of of Africa. Hence the Champions League. Mm-hmm. That that's a good leveler. There's a lot of those games, and South African teams are just starting to come back into that now. Yeah. Uh, uh I'd actually disagree with. Uh, with Lucas, uh, purely from a point of view, I'm talking about the VAR. Mm. I think VAR is needed in uh, South African football, purely because uh, the refs miss, I don't know what's going on with the eyesight, but <laughs> they miss some clear some clear calls. And I think it's about time that they get VAR. Uh, mm. I think it's possible to get VAR. Because uh, in in the country already, there's already uh, TV replays that are afforded to refs. Uh, I'll give it to you with rugby. It's the same. Where they can... I'm sure it's not going to be the same standard like uh, with the TV monitor on the side. But you can have a ref in the earpiece. There's many ways to do it. But uh, yeah, I think VAR... VAR is needed in in uh, PSL. Yeah. Don't don't you think it would still come with problems, right? Because it still has to be a referee that's behind the VAR. It still has thing for human error. So it's nice to put in, but if we watch the Premier League and we're complaining VAR gets it wrong, how do you trickle down to refereeing is not a job out here? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, You're not going to get that standard for Africa's richest league. Uh, especially with the sponsorship money they get, they need to improve drastically. That's the way I view it. Fair enough. Uh, refs. They're getting a lot of money from Supersport. Mm. Uh, stadiums are empty, but Chiefs is still one of the most supported teams in uh, the world. And they're one of the richest teams in uh, Africa. Africa. But then our league infrastructure is terrible. Uh, any league that has a home game in KwaZulu-Natal for a team that's based in Soweto <laughs> is asking for trouble. That's the way I view it. And this Potion, you have a different opinion over there. Uh from a ref's point of view, I think uh, it's a shame that uh, there are such stupid errors that are made in uh, in South Africa. But I feel like the, we do have good refs. But mm. the thing is, the difference between the best ref and the worst ref is like ah, vast. Okay, we've okay. got some some good okay. refs in the country. Uh, but I think Val would Val would work yeah, look, very nicely. Yeah, would only help, right? Yeah, only help for a better decision. Yeah. I mean, there's two people looking at it. Yeah. yeah. But even when we speak about the Soweto Derby, we're more talking more about the quality of ref in the actual game. But I'd like to give a shout out over there to Timbisi Osi Lodge for scoring the goal as well, as well as I forgot Sisu and Glovo and Cardosa for Kazi Chiefs. Mm. So on Pirates' side, they had some good finishing. On Chiefs' mm. side, poor finishing again led to them losing the game and not taking their chances. Mm-hmm. Guys, let's move on to our favorite league. Three match days uh, since we last recorded. Yeah. Right? Let's just run through these results. Do these players even get to breathe? <laughs> oh, and, and there's more matches tonight, guys. And there's more matches tonight. Can you believe it? Right? It is so, that period. This is the make or break. So Okay, so let's so start over here. We're starting on Tuesday. Right, just running through the results before we choose, pick and choose which games we think are important and want to talk about. Uh, Pep Guardiola 
cont- cont- what's the word I'm looking for? Contaminated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Sam saying he's a genius and what happened? They lost 5-0. Uh, it was Arsenal Southampton, they won. Leeds beat Newcastle. West Ham Crystal Palace, West Ham won. Sheffield beat United. Uh, no more top of the league, Doc. How you feel about that? I'm still okay. You're still okay? All right, yeah. cool, okay. Then Everton, Leicester drew 1-1. Brighton, Fulham, 0-0. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, first game of the season uh, with Wolves after two days. Yeah. Uh, drew 0-0. Mm-hmm. Solid performance over there. Uh, Burnley beat Aston Villa. That's a shock result for me. And then we're looking at Spurs, Spurs losing to Liverpool. Another shock result. And then we're looking at Arsenal, Man United, Man City, Sheffield. And then... Yesterday's game, Liverpool, West Ham, Chelsea, Burnley, Leicester, Leeds. Right, where you guys want to kick it off? Which game do you fancy to start off with? I'll let Lucas decide this game. Do you want to start with the Sheffield United game, Lucas? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Um, whew, like, yeah, no, not a, not a great one. Look, so what United lost uh, 2-1 to Sheffield United. Mm-hmm. Um not not a great performance. Look, bad refereeing definitely has to be said, but that's going to be said in every game. Um, Sheffield United scored a goal when there's a player freaking tackling the referee, uh, tackling the goalkeeper, and whatever. But penalties aside, uh, uh, sorry, and the sorry those disallowed goals aside, the performance wasn't really that great. I think I think the team suffered from a bit of overconfidence in the game because they started the game with. I don't know a bit of a bit of overconfidence, but I think Sheffield United shut us down with vis- with physicality, and the space was on the outside of them. But United is not really that great at playing out wide, so in the end, bad refereeing cost us points. But we shouldn't have even needed a referee against the bottom team in the league, and okay. it's the second win. Yeah, enough, uh, Coach. What are your opinion? Do you think it's uh, they were overconfident? being top of the league, or do you maybe think the squad is not as strong as we think anymore? Martial out of form. Uh, Fernandez played, Greenwood played, Marcus Rashford played, Pogba played. Uh, what's this? Alex Tuanzebe. Tuanzebe. Basaka played, Telles played, Maguire played, Gaia played. I'll bring. There was changes to. I'll actually now. come back to that particular player that you just mentioned now. But in terms of that game, I feel as though Manchester United had a target on their back. They're the number one team. You're yeah, going up against. Weeks. You're going up against the team. I think at the time when they were playing, they were bottom of the league. They were bottom, yeah. They were bottom of the league, but uh, Sheffield uh, is actually is a pretty good side. I don't know what's going on this season, but they they had mm. their struggles. So mm. with a team like that, it's a quite a dangerous team to play because you can the sleeping giant might just wake up when it's your turn to to play yeah. against them. So it seems as though the sleeping giant woke up against you guys, and then reviewing that game. Uh, there were quite a a number of replacements that came in. Yeah. Alex Twanzebi, uh, Teles came in, Martial mm. also came in, and I think uh, Matic also. Uh, Matic came in also. Yes, yeah. Matic came in as a player. Uh, yeah, you know, players have to fit in. You know, with the constant with the rotation. Yeah, and it seems as though you got it didn't fit in like that. That system didn't fit for you guys. Yeah, so it's a shame. But I find it very weird that uh, on social media, they seem to have targeted two players uh, to blame. The black players again. Yes, you can, you can take a guess what color they were. Yeah. 
it was Martial and Twanzebe who yeah. who were the blame. They yeah, they they who, they blame who them. Have good performances in the game, and and interestingly enough, uh, yeah, you know, over the weekend Arsenal Man United, which player did they blame again on social media? It was Rashford. Marcus Rashford. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't like the jet for finishing, but he's doing stellar work, and yes, he should not be attacked on social media and such things. Irrespective, of I'm actually like surprised. It. Why would you blame him when there was a guy who missed two sitters in front of goal? He, he, he was missing. one of them. He was one of them. Edison Cavani missed twice. Yeah, yeah, but we expect yeah, that from Cavani. He, 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 he give he him was, enough chances, he'll miss. He'll score yeah. more than he misses. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's a topic for him. And, and I'm not saying this to race. I'm just saying to his performance. I get you. I, I think he was good, but there was a lot of there was a lot of hate for him online. Oh, okay. like, negativity. Sorry. Yeah. So, Lucas, let's talk about your ice cold man, Anthony Martial. Is he a player that must stay at United? Does he need to leave? Has he kept on at United? What has he done for your club since he's got there? Yeah, look, look. So, 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 to me, um, I think, I think that guy's talented, right? On talent alone, he's one of the best players at our club, right? But for me, for me, Edison Cavani plays up front, and you see Edison Cavani chasing down center backs, chasing down the goal kicks, running back, and also going and going in front, and that Martial. He tends to stand still. Martial wants to score the same goal every week. He wants to get it on the left, dribble, dribble, top corner finish. So he thinks it's Thierry Henry, you say? No, Thierry Henry had, had, had well, he thinks he's Thierry Henry, but he wants no. to score that goal. Thierry Henry scored five times a season. <laughs> Thierry Henry also scored 25 other different goals. Okay. You, you know what I'm saying? So you've mastered one thing, do the rest. And also, interestingly enough, if you watch him play, you never see him on the right-hand side. Yeah, good point. Only, so he cuts off the passing lanes for Bruno. Him and Rashford want to do the same thing, but Rashford is getting 16 goals. He's got two. Yeah, <laughs> Even when you say that, there was a clip that I saw I think, against uh, Sheffield as well uh, when Martial was on the pitch. And then Cavani was running up and down. Martial was in the same spot. <laughs> Martial, Cavani went to the keeper back, ran past Martial, chasing down the ball. So yeah. you're saying his work ethic is not enough. Maybe he needs to go to another club where work ethic is not that important. Well, the the thing is, the thing is, it's possible because um, Solskjaer, Solskjaer last year was saying the strikers we have, they're they're um, scorer of great goals instead of great goal scorers. So they worked with Martial. He was getting tap ins last season. He was getting he scored twenty three goals last season from a striker position. He was a decent striker. This season, it's like he's been like now he doesn't know what to do. So he needs con- let's see after he scores a goal off his shoulder or something and gets some confidence here. Yeah. Any final uh, comments on the Man United Sheffield game over there, Potion? I was busy laughing <laughs> my butt off when these guys were busy screaming top of the league for two weeks. I wonder what happened to uh, Darren Fletcher and uh, coaching Pogba to track back to stop <laughs> those goals. Uh, yeah, but let's be realistic. The, it, this was bound to happen uh, with you guys losing in a fashion where you expected to win. Mm. Uh, there's too much pressure on on United. Uh, everyone feels like Olegana Solsha needs to go. So I don't know. Like I feel like this was bound to happen. One mistake would would happen, and then it would implode. Yeah, and I wouldn't put it as an implode losing to I, Sheffield. I, but I wouldn't even put it as a mistake. Yeah, they just showed up for you guys. Yeah. So so 
United United concedes goals, right? So he's been rotating the midfield and the attack. Mm. Rotation in defense, when your normal defense is conceding goals, now you bring in Tuanzebe, Tellers. Luke Shaw's playing the best he's ever played. I can't believe I want him to start over Tellers right now, but he's playing the best he's ever played. Yeah. Axel Tuanzebe, he was injured last season, blah, blah, blah. Victor Lindelof's got an injury in his back, so he can't play consecutive games. Bailly was injured. It should have still played well, but I mean, it is what it is. Also, I feel like we must also remember that the next fixture was against uh, Arsenal. Arsenal, yeah. So the normal manager will look at the two fixtures and think, "Hey, I need to rest some of my key players." Yes. Uh, mm. So I feel as though that's what happened. And Definitely, that's why they didn't risk Lindelof. Yes, and Solsha essentially just yeah, mm. he lost that gamble. What you're basically saying is maybe United squad is not maybe good enough for the title charge on all fronts, especially including cut competitions. No, definitely not. Definitely <laughs> not. the 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 thing is, the thing is right, and everyone's saying the squad is building, young squad. It's mm. it's is building, whatever, whatever. But I mean, young squad. Yes, last season we had the youngest average age in the league. These are experienced players. I get where portion is. No, coming. from this season now we've gotten Cavani and Tellers or whatever to shoot no, our average. No, I'm even talking on. Uh, the front of let's say Rashford he's been playing for a while yes yeah. he's been playing for a while he's but young, he's still yeah, young yeah yeah he's young but yeah. you expect better from him he's a seasoned professional now yes yes so yeah, yeah. that that's to my point I'm not I'm not giving that bail I'm saying this season is a season like Leicester when Leicester won the league everyone's saying this team will get stronger for next season but listen Leicester not- needs one striker Liverpool needs one defender. Next season is a whole other kettle of fish. We need however many players. So this season, if you're not doing right... Can we please not act like uh, this season you guys have completely neglected some of your young squad players that you had last season? So like, I think, like who? I think uh, saying, like, leaning on that young squad thing is is is, is unnecessary for you, from your point of view. I'll give him some bail because he was talking about last season. Being no, 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 no. I'll say that, but he's essentially saying that they had a lot, a, a young squad last season, and then this season now that young squad is building. McTominay's not playing as much as he used to. Mm. Daniel James is not playing as much as he used to. Mm. Brandon Williams is not playing as much as he used to. I could go on the list. Yeah, but I could also tell you those guys were never starting eleven. Well, they did from Ma- McTominay for- starting eleven this season. For a majority of last season's games, uh, Brandon Williams started. No. Because no, Luke, Shaw, appearances. Luke Shaw was injured. Last season, Luke Shaw was injured. Oh, yes. And he came out. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, but he was second choice. But what when I'm, Luke Shaw was fit, he started. But nonetheless, he's, mm. that guy's not probably, he hasn't made an appearance no, this no. season. Uh, okay, and then let's go on to the next team over here. Move away from Man United to the other Manchester club. That hit West Brom. After he called my favorite manager, Big Sam, <laughs> genius. 5 0. Uh, Man City with the good young players over there, such as Foden. Don't you wish you had players like that in your squad right now, Max? And uh, how did you rate the performance of the Man City 5 0 to West Brom? Yeah, I think um, <laughs> definitely who wouldn't want to play like Foden in their team? Um, City's playing well, and City's, I think, what, all in all, that's 12 wins straight in all competitions, probably mm. about seven or eight in the league. Yeah, yeah. and they've lost mean, in a long time. Yeah, yeah, they haven't dropped points in a long time. And over the last couple of seasons when they won the league, it was how many consecutive wins in a row? 
Remember when it was them and Liverpool changing consecutive leagues uh, to consecutive wins? Sorry. So City's good, and they've got the pedigree for this. Okay, potion. Any, any quick comments on the City game? Just want to get rid of the midweek games quickly, mm. so we can get to the <laughs> crunching fixtures of Liverpool, Tottenham, and now I'm just Man United. I'm just laughing in my head because many people knew once that compliment was given. There's a target on uh, Sam Allardyce's head <laughs> where he's essentially saying, no, he's a genius of a manager. That's when everyone knew that, nah, uh, Pep was going <laughs> to go and give him a hand. Yeah. <laughs> but looking at this game, you know, we all expected something of the sorts from City. Mm. Uh, been in fine form. Uh, Gundogan, uh, standout performance for me. Yes. Uh, but yeah, essentially everyone in that team did their job. In the absence of uh, De Bruyne, De Bruyne yeah. got injured, eh? De Bruyne, yes, in that game, De Bruyne was injured, played with no striker. Yeah. And uh, who else? I think, uh, yeah, that that was about it. It, it, it was a team effort from mm. City, mm. if you look at it. Let's, uh, stick, let's stick to Wednesday over there. Uh, Thomas Tuchel's first game in charge of uh, uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. How would you rate that performance, Potion? Uh, didn't have much time with the squad, so what did you take from the squad selection? I'll say more often, because uh, when you look at that squad selection, uh, I watched a bit of that game. Uh, Thomas Hudson Adway had a decent uh, game over there, right? And then when we're looking at that lineup, it's Mendy, the players that he's basically frozen out. Frank Lampard started to play, which would be Antoine Antonio Rudiger. Yeah. Okay. Thiago Silva started. Cesar Equator started. Jorginho came back into the team. Uh, Kovacic, Hudson Dwey played. That was a fair favorite of Frank Lampard. Mm-hmm. Then Chilwell played as well. Giroud started the game. Ziyech started the game. And Kai Havertz started the game. Uh, let's just start with how you rate some of those players' performances. My favorite player of that game was Dwey. Uh, did look like a decent player over there. Can't say much about any of the other players. Um, I think before the game, Thomas Tuchel uh, essentially mentioned that, you know, with picking this team, he was going to pick it from a perspective, from players who've experienced, you know, the manager change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, obviously, he's familiar with certain players, i.e. the German players and the players who... Thiago Silva yes, as well at PSG. Thiago Silva. Uh, essentially, players that he's he's had his eye on. But the Chelsea players, essentially, he was saying, like, guys, nothing personal. I'm just picking a team mm. that knows how to essentially adapt quickly. Uh, with that game, Wolves is a tough opponent. Yeah. You can't take it away from them. Uh, it was just them finding their ground. Um, so I think a nil-nil was a fair result uh, for a new coach. Uh, looking at their shots, uh, Chelsea actually did have quite a lot of shots. Mm. They had uh, 14 shots and five on target. And with a majority of the position, uh, 78 to yeah. be specific. Uh, if you look at that, it, I think it's a transformation in in uh, in the game that Chelsea is going to be playing. Yeah, Thomas Tuchel seems to be going for the possession game. Uh, it should be interesting to see yeah. how Chelsea will fare. But yeah, it, it's it's... Also, we must also remember that this is the honeymoon phase. Yeah, you just dated the, you just started dating your new girlfriend now. Yeah, he had one training session, yes. then this game. Yeah, so so he 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 described it as the most unfair team selection he's ever picked in his career. Yeah, 
because because you know they asked him like why didn't Mason Mount start? Remember he's been starting on the game. Yeah. So he's like I don't have a good reason. Mm. I just pick players that have probably seen this um, in their career. Yeah. Um, he's not he, apart from Thiago Silva, he's not worked with any of the squad. Mm. He even said he put Kristen Pulisic on the bench. Because at least he knows what he brings to a game. He said the rest, I'd even be taking a guess with the bench. Mm. Right? So, I think, if it, like, now, despite that, I think they had a good performance in that game, too, funny enough, for a nil-nil. And Wolves, Wolves defended very well, as Wolves do. Chelsea yeah. didn't break them down. It wasn't, it wasn't a nil-nil that should should have been a one-nil. It was a definite, um, even nil-nil. Um, but good, I mean, lots of possession, Lots of they just couldn't break Chelsea down. I mean Wolves down. But One more point. Mm-hmm. Uh Timo Werner for some some reason still sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh but I think uh I think Tuchel mm-hmm. mentioned that he's he's just saying that now nah, this guy's confidence is at an all time yeah. low because yeah, he missed a couple of opportunities and then people just jumped on his back. Mm-hmm. So But Lucas, let me ask you, do you think that uh, Wolves are actually missing him in his this season? been out since that uh, horrific head injury with David Luiz mm-hmm. uh, back in December, if I'm not mistaken again. Do you think that's the key that Wolves are missing? And that's why they may be getting more draws than wins right now. Um, I, I think de- definitely Jimenez is a consistent performer in the league for a club in that in that level. Missing Jimenez is definitely. But then they've also changed formation. Wolves was generally a 5-3-2 uh, or 5-4-1. Mm-hmm. Now they've gone with a 4 at the back. There's different players and Pedro Neto, all, all of that kind of thing. But definitely you'll miss Jimenez. I mean, and Traore runs and crosses. Jimenez scores the header. We've seen that goal. Uh, we've seen that goal many times. Yeah. And then let's just go over the result of, of the Wednesday games. Other games was Brandy 3-2. That was a shock result for me. Against? Uh, against Aston Villa. Uh, beat high-flying Aston Villa. Lost 3-2. It was a high-scoring game. Oh. Burnley don't have too many of those. Uh, I'd just like to uh, formally announce that I will be stopping calling Burnley White Lives FC <laughs> because they've officially signed a black player. Oh. So I'm, ret- the game. I'm, I'm retiring the game. He came on as a substitute in, I think, the last game that they played. So I will officially stop calling them that. I'm sorry, Burnley. You guys have you clearly kicked me in the chest. I'm gonna sit down now. <laughs> Alright. Uh, that was a game of mostly second half goals. It was just to wrap it up, Aston Villa went up in the uh, first half by Ali Watkins 1-0. And then second half it was Benny who equalized. Jack Bailey scored. Jack Bailey's having a phenomenal season again. Mm. Do you guys think he maybe deserves a top four club now? He needs to leave even though he signed that new contract? Absolutely not. He must stay where he is. He must stay where he is, you believe. He must stay where he is. Where he is. Would you take him at United, Lucas? I think I think he's good enough to play to play the to play the big, bigger team. Um United included. Um I would just wonder about his style, right? Because he, he plays he plays really well for Aston Villa, right? But let's also Aston Villa's game is a lot of fouls, free kicks, get the ball up there and then he plays. So when there's a whole build-up and he's coming to touch or whatever, I I don't know how he's going to play. But on what he's doing, he looks like he could. I think let me elaborate on what I mean by saying that he must stay where he is. Mm-hmm. We've seen this movie before. <laughs> Wolf is all. We've seen this movie before with, where a player who... Wolfred was 18. Yeah, Wolfred was 18. We've seen this movie before where a player's playing well at a lower side team and then he decides to make the big move and it doesn't work out. 
Mm. Best advice I'd offer, uh, what's his name? Grealish. Uh, Grealish. How little my my knowledge is of these situations uh, is that he must just stay where he is. He can become a legend at Aston Villa. Aston Villa is also a, a good project. Like they 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 seem to be heading in a direction that's yeah, positive. So he must just stay there. That's the that's the Scott Parker story. Hey, where was mm. Scott Parker a legend before Chelsea? Was it Fulham? West Ham, uh, I think. Fulham. West Ham. Oh, there. Scott Parker was Fulham. Scott uh, Parker yes. was Fulham. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. why he went to Chelsea. That's why he's on their bench. That's why he, he came back right back to the Lord. Yeah. No, he went to. Didn't he go to Tottenham? No, I think uh, maybe after Chelsea, but uh, he was a Mourinho signing at Chelsea. Yeah. Okay. And then let's just wrap up the other results. Uh, Leicester versus Everton 1-1. Brighton, Fulham, I don't see us getting into that. And then Tuesday, Leeds, our team of the season, underdog, beat Newcastle 2-1. Mm. Uh, wasn't unexpected, I'll say. Who's team of the season? If our second team of the season, should I say. All of us. Who? Watch Leeds for for fun. I don't care about Leeds. <laughs> I don't care about Leeds. <laughs> You're not supporting Patrick Bangford and the boys. Yeah, this is well, watch for goals. Well, now that he's getting points for fantasy, I think I must jump on that train. But mm. Okay, I was wrong over there. Okay, is your team of the season West Ham then? Because they went to beat uh, Crystal Palace 3-2. Of course. That's my boys. Mm. Thomas Suchek. Thomas Suchek. Yes. Cool, fair enough. And then the we... white fair line. Mm. Right, then... <laughs> <laughs> the hairless fair line. He actually is. Yeah, is. Right, then let's just get into the Tuesday game, which will be the last Last one, Arsenal beat uh, uh, Southampton 3-1 after losing to them in the FA Cup. Uh, it was Stuart Armstrong who scored in the third minute. Uh, Nicholas Pepe equalized in the eighth minute. And then Saka scored in the ninth. And then he rounded off with the 72nd minute winner by Alexander Lacazette. Uh, Potion, how did you feel about that performance? Uh, uh, especially noting that Aubameyang didn't play. Pepe seemed to have a good game. Mm. Uh, do you think that the players he's being surrounded now are better compared to when he was giving poor performances uh, in, when he was coming in out the team? Uh, I think Pepe Pepe had a, a, a good game. Um, I think he, they played him on the right this time and he didn't have to accommodate William. <laughs> who, they, who they seem to like put him on the right. I don't know why they put him on the right. Uh, I think in that game, the coach opted not to start William. And it seemed to have it, it worked out. Um, Pepe looked alive in that game, as he has been over the past couple of uh, games. Mm-hmm. Um, we missed Obama Yang, but I think even before this, uh, Obama Yang wasn't really scoring many goals, so it it was basically just let the show go on. You know, other players were putting in the effort, so. Uh, Good performance. Uh, the goal from Southampton, that was just unlucky because it was a brilliant goal. Mm-hmm. There's nothing we could have done about that. Mm-hmm. Perfectly timed half volley. Uh, another f- person that I'd actually like to point out in the Arsenal squad is Cedric Suarez. Had a great game as well. Great, great game at left yes. back for me. Against Southampton. Yes. yes. Okay. We played left no, back. Yeah, not the next one. Yeah. Oh, I see you got some burning comments you want to talk about. No, no, it's just like we were targeting him. So no, 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 no. I get any, you. But right back playing left back, so I won't really yeah, yeah, play yes, too yeah. much about it. Yeah. Potion? Uh, not Potion. Uh, Lucas, your so comments on the game on Southampton versus uh, Arsenal. So uh, I was actually impressed by Arsenal in, in, in this game. I think because um, obviously Arsenal's turn of fortune came with uh, Emil, Emil Smith-Rowe, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, so this this game, it was it was actually interesting to see because I don't think this game was Smith Row dependent. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I don't know if that makes sense compared to compared to the other game. Yeah. So I think Saka's been jamming all season, but again, he showed he showed me good things. Um, Arsenal defensively good. Um, it 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 was actually good. It was actually good to watch. Um, so yeah, it's like it, it has been German, it, eh? it impressed Another me. player to bring uh, back, uh, Thomas Partey. Marvelous performance. Yes, yes. yes. Marvelous performance yeah. in the Southampton yeah. game than the main game. Obviously, yeah. But we'll yeah. get into that over there. No, but definitely you see the what he's bringing to that Arsenal midfield. Yeah. Okay. Bring right. a lot of balance. Then let's go on to title-threatening Tottenham Hotspurs over there. <laughs> uh, who went on to go play Liverpool on uh, Thursday evening. Mm. Right. Uh, let's just look at some stats in this game. Uh, mm. When you're looking at match stats, possession pretty even, 52-49. Shots 7-2 towards Liverpool. Uh, oh, sorry, shots on target 7-2. Yeah. Shots in total 14-3. to three. And then Tottenham had more tackles, more clearances. Three corners in the game, four yellow cards. That's pretty much it. Lucas, your thoughts on your, your other team <laughs> that are t- title-winning Material over there. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think they lost this game hands down, mm-hmm. right? I think they 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 did some things in the game. I think they had some chances in that, but I never got a feeling that Liverpool would lose this game. You know, sometimes we're watching a game and you're like, ah, this team is on top. Mm. So I never really felt like like Spurs was on top. I think um, Mourinho Mourinho changed that formation, went even more defensive, brought in Ben Davis to to make a five at the back. Um, I don't. I, I'm not sure if uh, Sissoko didn't play or if Sissoko played at right back, but he definitely wasn't in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Harry Winks and 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 Hoiberg, I think, in in the middle. Oh no, Sissoko didn't play in that game. Sissoko yeah, Sissoko yeah. didn't play. Yeah, and I think Harry Kane went off at halftime, got injured at yes. halftime. So from from there, also already first half, Liverpool took them. Liverpool was ready. Um, exactly like we've said here, take out Kane. Guess what? The second half, mm. nothing. <laughs> but how did you rate uh, Liverpool's chances before the game? Um, for me, to tell you the truth, I actually thought that Tottenham would win this game. No, I thought same, I thought they were unlucky to lose the first game mm. uh, due to chances missed. And if you look at that game, there was an offside call where um, Harry Kane put Son through, and I think it was just an arm or something like that and they didn't let it through mm. it was a very very close call um and then i think things changed from there well besides harry kane getting injured mm. and we and uh, everyone realizing that uh tottenham's nothing without kane yeah um but yeah i think uh but liverpool were very strong also no liverpool, liverpool were very strong, strong I once i think that that offside call in the beginning uh, kind of woke them up to realize yeah. who they're facing, and I think they're figuring out to use figuring out how to use Tiago. Tiago mm-hmm. wasn't in that deep lying number six yeah. in the middle of the of the of the center backs. He was he was moved out a little bit to the side, mm, pushing uh, up. Who was getting the ball? From? Milner was actually brought in to come yes. get in the ball from deep, and and that so so he was quite effective. Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about that Harry Kane injury. Uh, he was doing what he loves to do to buy fouls uh, yes. over there, but Henderson outsmarted him. Yes. That whole tactic where he tries to back into the defender, mm. looks at him, yes. and then Essentially as when the, the defender's jumping, the Lacazette. 
but like as it does it with class he's yeah. french yeah. right okay. uh, he, but I, I, I get you. Sorry, I associate yes. that with Lacazette. Obviously, you associated with Kane. No, the thing is, Lacazette backs up without looking. Kane, Kane literally turns that. around and looks at you to see oh, where okay. you are and okay. backs into you. So, right. yeah. so then what happened over there is uh, Milner saw him looking. Uh, Henderson, uh, yeah. Henderson, sorry. Uh, smart play from Henderson. Uh, yeah. I have to say sorry to Jordan Henderson, guys. Uh, he does seem like a quality player. They move him to centre back, and that's still jamming. Yeah, jamming. So hold on, are you giving him credit because he injured Harry Kane? Of course. Is this the only reason? <laughs> 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 yeah, see, they, it's two players I don't like. Who I think I'm gonna go? Mine is not wow. a sports supporter. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I had to I sit back the, and think the about the one that who injured his first chance. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> right. But when you look at it, uh, Harry Kane does look at Jordan Henderson, tries to back into him, but Henderson. Smartly enough, uh, looks at him and then shifts his body weight onto his other leg so there's no contact. And then, as Kane is trying to back into him, mm. does his ankle, and I think it was an ankle sure. injury, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, how do you feel about Do you think that's smart play from uh, Harry Kane, considering he looks at the defender? Looks uh, like you were watching this a lot. I, I hate that tactic. Did this, was this your sweet dreams or something? You, you, you. This, you played those moments out quite specifically. <laughs> this was, to me, uh, deserving to the player because he does look at defenders before they jump and like then I, buys a foul. And then, to me, that's a very dangerous tactic, especially if you are looking at it because if the defender lands wrong after jumping over you, uh, you could get a broken neck. I know mm. I'm exaggerating over here, but that's where it could lead to. And then I feel a lot of pundits were giving him a break because he's English, uh, where if it was another foreign player, it would have been like, that's dirty tactics. But to English, to Harry Kane, that's smart tactics. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast. This man <laughs> ha- remembers what happened last week Thursday in such detail. So, Lucas, how do you feel about that tactic uh, that um, Harry Kane does? And after that, depending on how long Harry Kane is out for, how do you rate Tottenham's chances now? Yeah. So, so to that tactic, I think it's to the essence of the league. This is a long ball league. This is a league where... Uh, um, Andy Carroll to his chest Glenn Murray to his chest it's a league where that happens and that is done it's a back to front league so him doing that if he doesn't do that the defenders also play in this league they can also crash it, it's 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 as much as the other so to me it changes the essence of the league to have an issue with that the difference I feel is when Andy Carroll does that he's looking to get the ball King is never looking to get the ball he's looking to get a foul Sure, but but what I'm what I'm saying is then there's a cane, the essence of the league. Torre Andre Flo used to elbow people in the in the way on the way. You know what I mean? It's the it's the essence of the league. It's like then don't make the English league physical. There's tackles all the time more than any other. So I don't really have a problem with it. But injury to Kane, um, outside of Kane and Son, I think we've said before there's no goals. So. Mourinho also said he won't play Bale as a number nine, so we'll have to see what uh, this Carlos, whatever. The next game he played Bergwijn through the middle, and I think they lost again, or they drew or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Don't no, spoil the surprises yet. Parting comments on the Spurs game. Uh, I'd like to say that the Oracle Chris was right. Its <laughs> <laughs> first title chances as soon as Harry King is out the team. Must get that team out the league. Because now... It was that league table. Let me look at it. It's a beautiful sight to look at right now. Because Tottenham threatening league title winning Tottenham over there Mm. are only two points above uh, Arsenal. 
with a game in hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel about it? Do you think they're going to stay in sixth position? Do you see them dropping depending on how long Taylor's out? Tottenham's in sixth. In sixth on 33 points. Arsenal yeah. is in tenth on 31 points. But Tottenham do have a game in hand. No, well, that doesn't count mm. until you play the game and win it. But yeah, I think from my point of view, um, Tottenham's next game will be quite important for them. Mm-hmm. It's very unfortunate that they're playing against Chelsea, mm. uh, but that's going to be a tough test. I think that's a a great a great time to actually show that you know Harry Kane being injured is not like basically the end of the road for you mm. guys. Mm. You guys still have something to offer without you know, your top goal scorer. Uh, Tottenham lose that will be three L's in a row. Mm. Three back-to-back losses. That's Tottenham doing Tottenham things. I'm not surprised. But uh, speaking of uh, people who let you down, Arsenal is playing against Wolves next, I think. Tonight? Uh, Yes. After we're done recording. Yes, it is tonight. So I think that's also uh, quite a vital game for them. Uh, with them letting go of so many players, it's interesting to see what's going to happen. Mm. Um, Wolves also strong side. Uh, they've signed William Jose from uh, Real Sociedad in mm. place. Well, not in place, but essentially to hold uh, the hole that's been left by Raul Jimenez. Mm, he, he, I think he started his first game uh, against Chelsea. So it'll be interesting to see how he manages against Arsenal. Okay. Uh, Lucas, any final parting comments on Tottenham? No, no. I think it's just a case of let's see what they do without Kane. Because Ooh. if you're that defensive, you have to have um, lethal strikers up front. Never mind. We know. I'll bring it up later, don't I? You know. Okay. Speaking of another form, former Mourinho club. Uh, which does play boring football. Let's go on to Saturday's game, Man United versus Arsenal. <laughs> Another nil-nil draw uh, against top six opposition. It's boring at the top of the league. Yeah, it's mm. it's, it's boring out. when you're falling down the Can't league. Can't find yeah. out. Yeah, but it's fine. We were there. We bought the ticket. Huh? We were also there at one stage. We bought the ticket. We'll see you How at many the bottom of the league. No, we were top earlier before you in the season. On alphabetical because your name starts before zero games are played. Third game of the season. We stayed oh, on top of the league as long as you stayed on top of the league. Okay. Okay. Yeah, two weeks at a time, huh? Okay. Okay. One okay. titles. Okay. Let's talk about that game. Fair right. <laughs> Just looking some stats into the game. <laughs> uh, United had more possession. All right. Um, just to give some context into this game, Arsenal were missing three players. It was Tierney, Abu, and Saka. Saka due to a hip injury, and then Abu was out the country, I believe, because his mother was sick. Yeah. And then Tierney is still a bit injured. Uh, United, I'll say, with full strength squad. Pretty much. All right. Uh, how do you look Shame at on... Game? Sorry. Shame on the people who said he missed the games because he had side chick problems. <laughs> there were those rumors. <laughs> Shame on you guys. <laughs> never never put a black man down like that. Yes. There are places black men out there. Right? Let's just look into some of the stats. United had more touches of the ball. United had more passes of the ball. Arsenal had more tackles. Arsenal had more clearances. United had more corners. United had more offsides. United conceded more fouls. Boring um, United, huh? 
Very well. From those stats. Very well. United had more everything boring United, right? What is position? <laughs> he, had every, he had more everything besides shots. Eh? He had more everything besides shots at goal. Besides general shots, but on target it's the same. It's the same. But yeah. yeah, he had more everything besides shots. Fair enough, fair enough, okay. fair enough. So, Lucas, how did you view that game? Um, was it a... I don't know what to say. It was a boring game to me. But how did you view that game? Uh, look, I, d- I didn't think it was a boring game. I thought it, I thought it was an interesting game. But uh, I thought the game was very even. I honestly think both sides would be uh, happy with what their team did. Both sides would feel like their team should have won. Both sides will feel like their team should have defended better. From a, from a United perspective, I think United took control of the game at certain points in the game, but also completely gave up control at different points of the game, like so where where Arsenal's involved. The the draw is a is a fair result, but is it the best result? I don't know. I'm happy with it. Do you view I'm it happy as with a it. It's fair result, muscles. even though Rashford missed uh, some opportunities where he should have shot but didn't shoot. Cavani missed two chances. The second one was a bit harder, I'd say. The first one he could probably could put away. Uh, but do you think his finishing will get better, or do you believe they just need to keep on getting the ball to Cavani? Um, look, look, I think I think Cavani is important, but he scored four goals. You know, as much as we're going on about Cavani, look, he hasn't played that much. He scored four good goals or or whatever, so it's cool. And I, I, him starting more, he'll definitely get more goals. Rashford has gotten sixteen goals. I think the problem was he runs by himself. And then he doesn't see a pass, or he, you, you know, whatever, whatever. Runs with his head down, you basically say. Yeah, but I'm okay with that if you're gonna get me twenty plus goals in a season, which is close to doing from the wing. So I'm okay with that. Okay, cool. But don't you feel that takes away chances from uh, your main striker if he's on the wing, looking down, not looking for the pass, even though he's getting twenty goals? Um, no, I think we should create chances for him too. I don't think it's Rashford's responsibility. Rashford. It doesn't need to be the goal scorer and the provider. I think other players need to step up also. Rashford is scoring. If he provides two, that's great. That makes him better. It's the other the rest of the team needs to come. It's not his fault. Okay. It's and not him. You can't say mm. that maybe he's just looking down and trying to take on too much pressure on that game. I say sixteen goals, I'm happy. Okay. Fair enough. So far half the season. Oh, I'm, I'm happy. Let's move on to you over there. Arsenal missed three of arguably the best players of the season. Uh, were we, are we happier than United to get that draw? Uh, considering we were missing Abu, Saka and Tierney. And how did you rate the performance because of that? Um, to tell you the truth, watching that game, uh, I feel like getting a draw, we're very lucky. Um, there was the chance by Fred that came from a corner early on in the game mm-hmm. where Lena had to make a brilliant save where I felt like, okay, yo. Keep us doing our keep us Yeah, doing. keep... No, he, he, he's been playing well. Yeah, in the words of Oli, you're allowed to have a great keeper. Yeah. <laughs> um, From there, uh, Rashford had an opportunity where he missed. Um, In all fairness, he decided to try control the ball mm. instead of uh, shooting it first time. Yeah. And then... The, it just ran away from him. And then there was an opportunity from Cavani where he essentially missed an open goal. Yep. Um, I think if you're an Arsenal supporter, you realize that you're very lucky to um, 
get a draw from that game. Swallow your pride. Mm-hmm. Like we were very lucky to get a a draw. Although we did also have some opportunities. Yeah. But I think we missed a lot of players. Uh, our captain, uh, we missed Tyranny. We also missed Gabriel in the defense. Although Rob Holding actually had a pretty great game. Mm. David Luiz, I'm not so sus. I'm quite suspect of from that game also. From just that, in general. no, from that game. Mm. Even though I think did he get a man of the match performance? Yeah. He did? yeah. Uh, I didn't feel like he he deserved the man of the match performance from that. I sh- I think it should have been given to our goalkeeper. Mm. Um, but then at the same time, uh, how would you rate some of the players that came in? That they came in had two shots blocked. I think he had two just near post moves. Mm. And defensively, uh, he's putting in the shift now. Uh, he's cutting in the balls. Uh, when the play, when the keeper plays that long kick, uh, he's the one to win the header more mm. than not. So that in the Southampton and the main United game, uh, how would you rate his improvement in performance? I think Pepe's uh, performances have been uh, pretty good over the past couple of games. He played pretty well. He was our main threat uh, from that game. I think uh, Gabriel Martinelli had a pretty good spell when he was on the pitch. Good defensive and block from him when uh, Rashford almost had a clear, clear on Yes, yes. Yeah. He, yes. He, he had an overall uh, great performance, but then he came off half-time for no one. Uh, it seems as though we played with 10 men. Don't yeah. you think William played good in that second half? He yeah. played all right. Better than Martinelli no, going no. forward. What did Martinelli do going forward? Bombay Saka. Who was he up against? He was owned in the first half. Uh, to tell you the truth, I, I think his highlight was going backwards. I hear you on that, but I still rather have Martinelli in my team. Yes. The second half comes with Willian's energy through the middle. Uh, we just don't like Willian. Fair that's enough. what we said. Fair that that fair man fair has disappointed yes. us one too many times. And he's like, he's like, he's like um, a girlfriend. Yeah. He takes back the cheating boyfriend time after time. I, I, mean, I can't have any more hope for him not changing. He's not going to sure. change. He, he, he bought me flowers today. So what? And then um, pushing you in. Another player who we got to see a glimpse of was Martin Udegaard. Mm-hmm. Um, 12 minutes on the pitch. Yes, he, he got 12 minutes. No, not 12. He got nine. Mm. Oh, uh, adding extra time mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was... It was uh, a little glimpse of the, of his playing style. I liked it. Mm-hmm. He seems as though he's good. he's a player with, you know, uh, an air of creativity. So, so he didn't get much shots, but from previous games that I've seen from him in La Liga, he seems as though he's got a shot on him. So he might add on something. Mm-hmm. It was interesting to see that our coach actually brought him in in this match uh, instead of maybe like giving him some time to train. Mm-hmm. Which also shows that he might have faith in his uh, gameplay, but yeah, let's see what happens for Arsenal. Sure. And then before we move on, how did you guys rate Thomas Partey's uh, game? He came out on social media and said it wasn't the best game that he's ever had. Uh, he will have better games. It's still a solid signing for Arsenal, but how did you rate that performance he gave in his match? Because he gave the ball away good. a couple of times. Very good. Um, I, th- I think he gave the ball a co- away a couple of times, but it was a very fast game. I think mm. both teams gave the ball away quite a bit. But uh, Thomas Partey, I think he was strong in that position. I think yes. the physicality adds to the Arsenal team, which is um, Arteta is taking the team a bit physical mm. through the core. 
So I think his physicality was very important, just like in the first game, actually, when um, Arsenal beat United, he actually roughed up the midfield quite a bit. You don't take the ball off him, you don't get around him, Mm. that kind of thing. He's strong enough to... Yo, that strong comparison, look, it's only a couple of games in. I'm I'm not going to go that far. (laughs) This could also be signs of Sissoko when he was at Newcastle. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let's let him get to five starts. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) <laughs> right. I'd yeah. say uh, I I viewed it as a player who was who who's harsh on himself. It gives me a little like like a like you know a positive sign. As in, this guy knows what he's what he he's has to of. offer. He knows mm. what he's capable of, mm. and he's harsh on himself. I wouldn't have said that that's a bad game from him, but uh, it's nice to know that he's. He's critical of himself. He knows the areas where he can improve from. Mm-hmm. He wants to have that perfect game. Let's quickly wrap up the Saturday games. Shock of the weekend. Newcastle beat Everton 2-0. With goals from... Let me check over here. Wilson. 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 Uh, penalty. Oh, the worst game was two goals. Uh, 73rd and 93rd minutes. Shock is all for you. With Steve Bruce. Uh, basically on the line because the Newcastle fans... Uh, don't rate him that much. How do you rate his job at Newcastle? Do you take the same view as uh, the Newcastle fans that he's not doing a good enough job and want to attack and play like West Ham wanted to attack and play and got relegated? Or he's doing a good job, they must be happy with what they got. They must be happy with what exactly. they got. Andy Carroll is still the main guy there. Callum Wilson, yes, but he got relegated with Bournemouth last season. Um, Jeff Hendrick, Jeff Hendry came from Burnley. <laughs> like, come on. Ryan Fraser came from Bournemouth. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, for me, uh, I'll summarize what I have to say, but uh, Newcastle is a very uh, interesting model because a couple of seasons ago, they had Rafa Benitez, who did pretty well for them. But Rafa... Was his football different? Hmm? Was his football different to this guy? Can you let me make my Sorry. point? Sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Rafa actually was Rafa was actually uh, had a great season. Well, not a great season, great relative to Newcastle. Mm. And then he had plans of essentially building up the 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 core of um, Newcastle. Mm. Essentially making sure that they've got good uh, training facilities, a good facility for youngsters to come out and uh, you know grow from the Newcastle system. Mm-hmm. They refused his proposal and essentially he said, if you're not going to do that, mm. then I'm going to leave. Mm. They decided, now nah, they want to make the catchy signings, which they did. And if you look now, you can't even remember half of those catchy signings. I mean, they've got St. Maximilian who came two seasons ago. Mm. He was a big money signing. Essentially, they decided that now nah, we can avoid not having a strong base and we we just sign big name players and then they went for street steve bruce those problems are coming out now you can clearly see that there's you know if the big players get injured what what happens now okay, mm. i think you're a bit harsh on say maximilian over there because he seems to be newcastle shining lights uh when you no, also well, were winning in the early season he was everything then he got covered and just like Pogba okay. and other players, they were saying that he's struggling to get back to full fitness due to COVID. All right. Okay. Uh, but let's move on to some of the other games. Uh, Man City 
beat Sheffield 1-0. Seemed to be a tough game for Man City over there. Doing a better job than the United counterparts and actually beating the bottom of the league, Sheffield. Mm. Lucas, rate their ch- their chances of winning the league now. Yeah, so so their chance their chances are very strong, right? Um, Sheffield United, as much as they bottom of the league, losing games or whatever, I don't think they've been beaten by more than a goal. Like they're always mm. in the games, they always give you a tough game. It it is ro- relatively unlucky their their points collected. Um, but that being said, again, City. City is durable. You know, City, that's 12 wins in a row, all competitions. When it's a game to play football, to put you away 5-0, West Brom, they're winning that game. When it's a game to be physical, Sheffield United, they're winning that game. When it's a, like, they've got, what do you call clubs for the green or whatever. So I think it's a, it's a, it's a very good win for City. It's a very good win, not necessarily performance, because I think they scored early and City give you, uh, sorry, Sheffield give you a tough game. Eh? Scored in the ninth minute. In the ninth minute, yeah, yeah. And Sheffield give you a tough game. But other than that, that's 12, win 12 in a row. When did De Bruyne get injured? They're still doing it. You know what I mean? They've got, they've got a club, they've got a team for this. So you feel that uh, City's strong defensive performance, which shows by them being the best defenders in the league only above us yeah. I think enough. I think uh, the Portuguese boy at defense best signing Fantastic. of the season signing of the season mm-hmm. in Portugal how did you view that game how did in you my opinion it? did you enjoy it defensive signing no overall total total huh. alright let's carry on <laughs> let's go on to the next game right we basically wrapped up those games on Saturday. Sunday, we go back to Liverpool, Chelsea, Burnley. Chelsea, Burnley. Right, 2 now. He had more training sessions. Now, let's read uh, Thomas Tuchel's uh, management performance. Again, he played Callum Hudson-Odoi. Mm-hmm. And he played him in two different roles, basically, which shows the football intelligence of Hudson-Odoi uh, for me. And then the people who scored the goals. Aspiluqueta and the man who was frozen out the squad by Frank Lampard, Marcus Alonso. Uh, was it terrible management by uh, Frank Lampard on this team? Or is Thomas Tuchel just doing a better job of getting the best out of his players? Uh, goes, I'll just say that this is the honeymoon period. The players who were shunned out of the team essentially are doing a good job, i.e. Marcus Alonso. And Aspilicueta actually from uh if you if you actually look at it. Yeah, yeah because they've chosen Reese James uh over him. So it seems as though the players who've been who've been shunned and put in the corner, now obviously they're trying to fight for their, their place. So, Lucas, how do you rate uh, Chelsea's performance over there? Do you think it's that new manager bounce? I, I think it, I think it's the new manager bounce, yes. And I, we still have to see um, how his team starts to look. Mm-hmm. I think, look, I'm a fan of Tuchel. I liked his, his Dortmund team and, and, and that. I'm, I'm a fan of you, so I actually want to see it when it's working. Um, but, 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 yeah, I think it's good. Look, Rudiger... German international, top quality player. He was fifth choice under, and and under things. So to bring that guy back in, he's got another chance. Marcos Alonso was completely out as Billy Quetta. These are players that have done things, um, you know, for Chelsea even and in their careers. So 
I think it's good. I think Kante, he gets the ball, but he can't pass, so put somebody next to him. He won the league that way twice. Yes. Okay. I have nothing much to say about that game. I still mm. feel it's early on for Stop the Chelsea. But then let's go on to the other game that we played. Saturday leads my second team. <laughs> beat Leicester 3 1. He's his Bamford. Bradley. Respect. Scoring a goal and assisting. Uh, is it the same old leads? I never know what team is going to turn up on the day. Could lose 4 0, could beat you 6 0. Um, I'd actually go so as to say that um, Leicester were missing their vital player in Jamie Vardy, who's out with a hernia. Mm. He's an old man; they might have to replace him. And and just He's as vital as Vardy, still scoring. Indeed, also just as they yes. were also missing Indeed. Mm. So mm. you see, they were missing players in vital positions. Mm. Um, I think also they had an in, an injury in defense. If I'm not mistaken, where they had to change and uh, Sorrentino had to come back during the game or before the game? No, no, during yeah. the game. Mm-hmm. I think Sorrentino was a mm-hmm. was the early subs. Yes, Timothy yeah. Castagna got yeah. injured, and then essentially they didn't have a left back. So yeah, I feel as though it was quite tough for Leicester because they had to do a lot of adjusting, but. We can't take it away from Leeds as well. Patrick Bamford was mm. spectacular. Mm. He he assisted twice and scored. You yeah, can't... Southgate saying he's been watching his performances and he mm. could get an England call-up if they do Euro 2. Mm. Same thing with uh, Graylish. I really hope he doesn't move. I really hope he learned from his uh, past mistakes where he went. he was at Chelsea and things didn't work out. I hope he stays there and... Uh, doesn't move to a big team because he's doing well where he is. Yeah. And this is his first season in the print. Mm. The rest of his career has been lower down. So. Yeah. They're even saying that no, he, he has played in the print before at four other clubs where he did nothing. Mm. Uh, he basically came off the bench and then oh, scored. Okay. So he didn't get much yeah, he's, he's been around. He's been around, so he was yeah, at four he clubs in the print. Because I think he's 26 this year, so he's, mm. he is a, and he's a Chelsea Youth Academy player. Mm. Right, let's move on to our final two games that we're going to talk about before we start talking about transfers over there. Uh, looking at Liverpool beating West Ham 3-1. Uh, our West Ham's l- l- run of luck fixtures over? He's salivating. <laughs> you know he is. <laughs> but carry on. I'm not going to undermine do? your schedule. How does Cicic do? So let's talk about Liverpool's performance in this game. That's a second game uh, where they scored three goals, which means they have found a form in front of goal. Mm. Uh, no more missing the chances that they put away. Uh, Lucas was right about Salah. Apologize, Salah still wastes chances to me, but he put away two clinical chances over there. Mm. Uh, how do you rate that performance from Liverpool again, considering they did beat Tottenham three days before that, three one? I think they are on uh, a good run of form. Good for them. They look like champions, even though that uh, they had some uh, obstacles to overcome with injuries. Mm. Um, I think Matip actually got injured in that game. Also, until the end of the yes, season, until or, the end of the or season. for a long time at least. Yes. So it's out until the end of the season, and yeah, it was a it was a good result for Liverpool. Also, Matip played that game. I think it was uh, Matip didn't play. 
Or was it the guy who might have got injured in the game before then? Yes. We're, we're saying his injury yeah. is recent. Essentially, yeah. the, the, the injury was was an obstacle that they had to overcome. Mm-hmm. Jordan Henderson had to head back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nathaniel Phillips, that's the one that looks like Van Dyke, no? I think that's Williams. That's Rice Williams that looks like Van Dyke. Yeah. 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 Oh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Williams is, the, is, the, is the rugged white boy. But he's good. He he, he actually has, has had great performances. Mm-hmm. Uh, considering his role in the squad, uh, yeah, but good performance from Liverpool. James Milner back in the side. Mm. I think maybe that is what they needed. Uh, to since uh, Henderson and Fabinho have moved to the defense, mm. they needed someone who's reliable in the in the midfield to kind of control things. As you mentioned, you said that Thiago has been moved um, to more of a yeah, they attacking a midfield role. diamond. Yes. Uh, I think Mane doesn't start that game. Yeah. He's not even in the 18. Remember, they've got City coming up, so mm-hmm. it's also some changes before City. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Then let's move on. Well, let's, well, let's talk about a couple of players that I feel stood out in that game. How did you rate uh, Alexander Arnold's performance in that game? Wait, wait. How did you rate Salas? Salas, I told you he had a good game. It's got oh, two okay. goals. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. So the people who had good games, according to Uncle Curtis. Mohamed Salah. The top Shen. scorer in the league who was questioned last week. <laughs> he was like, only questioned <laughs> for that amount of chances he misses. Okay. Salah, I'll say James Miller had a decent game. Thiago had a decent game. And then as well as Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, who had the second Salah assist that game, uh, had a decent game. I forgot who assisted for the third Shakiri was one to Salah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so how did you rate uh, his performance on it? Uh, Trent. And Trent's performance was good. I think the I think the the diamond in midfield helps Liverpool's fullbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously they get more space on the outside, so I think that was good for him. But he's slowly coming back into form, just at the same time Liverpool is. Um, so I think he I think he did quite well. Yeah. Potion, any final words on Liverpool? Um, nothing really. I'm just. Happy for the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, back to some fun also. Yeah, it looked like it looked like uh, they were lost for a bit there, mm-hmm. but it seemed Klopp showing his quality as a manager mm-hmm. uh, sorted that problem out quite quickly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we'll just have to give it to them. Okay, and then we are back at title contending Tottenham Hotspurs. <laughs> I have to wrap this into Lucas every time I get that. <laughs> right, they lost to Brighton Hove Albion one uh, 0 Right, uh, without uh, Harry King, uh, the cheat, the dive. Uh, how do you feel about Tottenham, guys? Do you think it's all going to fall apart? Do you think Mourinho will salvage the season and they'll still finish in the top six? Or if you think if Harry Kane is out for the rest of the season, uh, Tottenham won't finish top six? We'll start with Potion. Uh, I think Harry Kane is a vital piece to, to Tottenham's success. If he's not there, I don't see Tottenham succeeding. It's it's that simple. Um, we forget that when uh, when Son was having that great run of form, who was giving him those assists? I think Harry Kane is still top of the assists right now. They might be. They might be. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. So essentially, I feel as though uh, this is not gonna like everything is gonna change now that Harry Kane is not there. They've 
it seems as though they've opted for Gareth Bale mm-hmm. to be Harry Kane's replacement. Who do you feel he's past his best? I don't think I wouldn't say that. I feel as though he hasn't got many opportunities. Um, Mourinho should have actually given uh, Gareth Bell time to fit into the team, but he chose not to. And now we're here. Do we believe that he's not maybe not showing the performances that he needs in training? Because Mourinho wants you to work hard in training before you get on the pitch for him. Do you think maybe he's not doing enough in training to warrant a place in the team? Yeah, I'd, 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 I'd probably say that as well, but you're not, uh, what's his name? You're not like five-time Champions League winners, bro. You have no right to be so uh, so rigid. Like, Gareth Bale just came, came from a Champions League winning squad. You're not even going to try give him a chance. I hear you pushing on that, but you're talking about a Gareth Bale who basically only played in finals because he was injured throughout the season. No, I get what you're saying, but now he's fresh. Uh, he did have an injury. Uh, and let's also not forget, he's coming from a very tactical Spanish league where it's not very physical. So the English Premier League where it's very physical. Mm. He might not be the same player to ride those tackles mm. anymore. But you see, now look at where they are now. They need him. That pride got you here. He should have played, in my opinion, Gareth Bale should have been playing more games than he, he has. Mm. Okay, fair enough. I believe that you are talking more on hope over there. That and also, they will do well more than... And also, let's not forget that this is not the first time that Harry Kane gets injured during this period. It's yeah. actually happened quite a Every bit. Every season for a I understand not being suspicious, like superstitious and not planning for it. But if it's happened, like, I think three or four times uh, that he gets injured in January, like, why not make a plan for it? Mm-hmm. Well, let's go look into some of the stats of the game. Uh, Mourinho had more possession. Mourinho had more touches with the ball. Mourinho had more passes. Mourinho had less tackles. Mourinho had more clearances. Mourinho had less corners and the level on fouls. Do you believe, Lucas, that Mourinho doesn't know how to dominate a game when he's got more ball position? Which is why you're looking at a stat like... Brighton have five shots on target compared to fours of Tottenham, and they have double amount of shots compared to Tottenham. Um, so not that he doesn't know how to dominate a game. I think I think Mourinho builds his team by covering his weakness, right? Mm-hmm. So this Tottenham team is a lot more of a defensive team than we've seen from Mourinho in 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 quite a long time because they hold his defense, or or their their defense is not is not is is not necessarily the one. So for me, it's they're not scoring goals and they'll struggle with goals, but look at how they're conceding nowadays. And uh, is it Joe Roden or something coming into the team? Mm. Um, um, says Aurier and Matt Doherty, not sure what they're doing. Um, left back is changing again. So Soccer's out of the team. So I think it's, I think he's, he's going to, he's going to focus on fixing the, the clean sheets again before the game, but obviously they, you know, they'll struggle to score goals. The other thing that I find very weird. Well, not very weird. Uh, strange is now that Harry Kane is injured, it it's become clear that uh, Jose Mourinho is intentionally freezing out Dele Ali. Mm. It's very weird because Dele Ali is a very good player. So I don't know what is going on between them because there were transfer rumors uh, that uh, Dele Ali was going to head out. But it seems as though it didn't happen. Mm. 
So yeah, I don't know what's what's going on because he's still a quality player. Yeah, I think he's a good quality player. Can he play as a striker though? Hmm? Can he play as a striker? Not play as a striker, but obviously come into the midfield and creative, mm. uh, do the creative duties and maybe push Son up front. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm. Fair enough. Let's wrap the show up by going on to transfers, guys. January transfer window just closed. Let's start with Tottenham, all right? As Potion just said over there, there were rumors of uh, Deli Ali going to PSG, back to his former manager, Mauricio Pochettino, uh, where he just lost against Lorient. I can't believe that team started losing with them. But when you look at Tottenham's uh, signings... (laughs) Guys, I'm gonna start on the agenda. If uh, Pochettino goes to Spain and doesn't win League One this season, oh guys, like Emre, uh, guys, I'm gonna start telling you the fraud that he is. You will never win a trophy. If you can't win a trophy with uh, PSG, you're never gonna win a trophy, right? But when you look at Tottenham's transfer dealings, they basically just let out a bunch of young kids on loan. Uh, they kept Deli Eli. So, do you think that Mourinho missed out on a chance to bring a player in, considering that he did know that Kane was injured? on the Thursday game and he'll be out for a while. Should they put another striker? Should he give more chances to Vinicius Jr. or Gareth Bale? Mm. So um, how would you rate the transfer dealing business? I think it's 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 very unfortunate in like the times that we're in because I don't think you know this is apparently the lowest uh, transfer market, the lowest amount that's been spent in the transfer market since like 2012. I think it was 87 million. Yes. So essentially, that's the amount that was spent during this transfer window. We don't have... uh, Most teams in the Premier League, most teams in the world don't have money because, you know, fans have been kind. Yeah, that's why you see the million loan deals. Yes. So it's just loan deals. Um, He probably tried to do this, but he didn't have many options. Yes. I, I think not not really because I think he spent in the summer. So I think even if they expected fans to be to be back and gate receipts or whatever, I don't think they would have expected to spend in January. Remember the su- the summers: Bale, Regulon, Hoiberg, uh, Doherty, and the list goes on. You know what I mean? So I think I think they they strengthened quite a bit then. Okay, fine. Let's move on to Southampton next. Uh, they took a Liverpool player on loan. Uh, minimal. Do you think you will do well at Southampton? Considering that in for Southampton is just that one loan deal from Fortuna to Minimal, and then they also got Shane Long out at the same time. He went to Bournemouth for the rest of the season. I know. Uh, how do you feel about their transfer dealings over there? I think Minamal needs this more mm. than anyone else because we've started to doubt his quality, even though we haven't seen much of it. Uh, we saw a glimpse of it when he still played for Salzburg, mm. and they were Next giving Ireland. Li- yes, where they were giving Liverpool trouble. So I think it'll be a good time for him to, uh, give, uh, to show us uh, his potential. Is it but Liverpool yeah. just sending him out on loan to Southampton so that he can learn to play like Southampton, so they can bring him back to? Liverpool, like they like signing Liverpool players. Yes, yes. Then, Ralph Rennick is like the godfather of German football. He set up RB Leipzig, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fair yeah. point. And that, yeah, it'll it'll be a good experience for him. They'll probably have, uh, you know, he'll have a good experience there. So mm-hmm. let's move on that. to West Ham. West Ham brought in. Uh, okay, they signed Saeed Berhama on permanent from Brentford, and they signed. 
Lucas's favorite Manchester United player, mm. Jay Lingard, mm. the Emirates dancing menace. Yeah. How do you feel about those signings for West Ham? Do you think they he, they will give them the push, Jesse Lingard, to keep them where they are? Uh, for what's his manager again? Uh, uh, David Moyes. David Moyes to get David into the Moyes. top four like he did with Everton once and never did it again. Um, not not top four, but but I think it's a good signing for them. I think. Um, Look, where is the West Ham supposed to finish? I think they would have been happy with just top half of the table. So if we're looking at it that way, I think they're still good. Um, good. They're fifth. No, no, I'm saying from their expectations. So no, no, no. But uh, I'm just saying that they're fifth. Oh, Not arguing with you, oh. but essentially <laughs> just saying they're fifth. Ah. No one would have expected yeah. this. And I think Jesse Lingard's a good player. I think if he can hit the near the levels that he mm-hmm. gave for about three seasons, he just didn't give it for long, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he did give it, he was he was a good player in the league. Fair enough. Then let's look at West Brom over here. They brought in a player from Salty Vigo. Okay, I can't pronounce that. Okula. He's a Nigerian name. Sorry to the Nigerian fans out there. And then they brought in Robert Snodgrass and Niles from Arsenal Potion. How do you, do you think both players will be enough to help them Snodgrass fight? Snodgrass also. They brought Snodgrass. Oh, okay. From, mm. uh, where was he? West Ham. West Ham, yeah. West Ham. I'm not even on loan. I'm permanent. Mm. Was Niles on yeah, he wasn't getting games. Yeah. So, I think uh, Snodgrass got essentially kicked out by Bowen. Because Bowen sure. essentially had his debut season and it's, mm. it's been brilliant. Mm. And then that essentially forced Snodgrass out. But uh, to that, I think uh, West Brom actually have a great signing or great loan deal in uh, Maitland Niles. Uh, he's been a great, uh, great player. He's a utility player as well. So I think he'll fit in nicely at West Brom. Try to solve problems wherever they have. You don't see him going the search Gnabry route. No, things that uh, yeah. West Brom look, to go back to us to get sold to another club in any banks. Yeah, look, think, look when I was seeing on the news, I saw that he was that he was saying he, they were that he's picky about he since he's himself as a midfielder. Uh, where's he been playing at Arsenal, right back and wing back and whatever, whatever. So he says making the, so it looks like making those choices because he's going to play in midfield. Mm-hmm. So. It'll be a good experience. I, I've for him. not seen seen him in a Premier League midfield. I don't know. Yeah. Mm, yeah, he's Newcastle could be anything for me. Joe Willock, you'll get some decent game time over there. And then let's talk about Manchester United and their signing. They brought in, yeah, Diallo. Oh, during the whole window. Oh, sorry, but he came in uh, in January, so he's at the club. Yeah, I've signed him back yeah. in September, but yeah, he's at in the club London. now. Yeah. Okay. So how do you do? You think he got an under twenty three game and he scored two goals if I'm mistaken? Yeah. yeah you see him well. breaking into the team and taking Rashford position with better finishing. Um, look, I I think he's I think he's a good signing from all accounts, but he doesn't have that much first team experience, so I'm not expecting anything from him this season. I think he will play. I think he will play some games here and there. And uh, f- what I like about him, he's more of a creator. You know, Rashford and Martial or whatever, they want to just run and take the shots he wants to run in and create. But he's 18. Yes, he's a talent by all accounts, but who knows? Yeah. And uh, then let's go on to Liverpool. They brought in Ben Davis and Ozan Kabak. Kabak. Uh, Schalke. Mm. How do you feel about their business as... Uh, this man has done it again uh, with finding a young UK talent in Ben Davis from a lower league team like they did with uh, Robertson uh, on the wing over there as a defender. Do you think Ben Davis and 
Ozan Kabak will help them through to the end of the season? Um, I'll start with uh, Ozan Kabak. Uh, I think that signing was a little bit more. It's fortunately it's a loan deal. I think it's a bit of a panic deal because I don't think that's a solution to their problems. Because if you look at the team that uh, Kabak came from, he's from Schalke. Schalke is currently uh, lost on the Bundesliga. They have the worst defensive record in and terms they just of signed Mustafi. Yes. Mm. They have the worst defensive record. They've conceded, I think, uh, nine goals more than the worst uh, defensive side. Mm. So, whether, I don't know, he's, he's, he's a good player because he's from Turkey, he's a Turkish international, but clearly there's a problem. Maybe we can put that to, you know, the coaching of Schalke. But I think, yeah, that 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 one, that one could actually not work out for Klopp. I think the one where the Liverpool would be more uh, positive would probably be um, Ben Davies from Preston. Yes, from Preston. What? Preston North End might be in the championship. I mean, if yeah. Championship only one. Yeah. Yes. Okay, Lucas, any thoughts on those two signs? Um, so I, I think it's okay because Liverpool have signed their fourth and fifth options at, at centre-backs. Um, re- remember, in they might get games now, but end of the season, Joe Gomez is back, Virgil van Dijk is back, uh, Matip is back, Proven guys, plus um, Milner can play in uh, central defence, Fabinho. I don't even think they need these guys to shine. It's just they were so they had nothing left at centre back. So if these guys turn out to be something good, hunky dory. But if not, you mm. get three good defenders back next season. Yeah, it's a no lose. Let's go on to the final club that we'll touch on top of transfers. In terms of Arsenal, they have bought in Omar Rakik, Matt Ryan from Brighton on loan uh, because so they made a mistake with the Renison. And then Martin Ogergaard, uh, the Norwegian wonder kid from Real Madrid on loan. And then a lot of business out. Koselnik out on loan. Okay. Salaba out on loan. Daniel Ballard out on loan. Matt Macy, Terabinia, Socrates released. Also to Fenerbahce, topping the Turkish league over there. Matt Smith to Charlton. And then Mustafi out. Niles to West Brom. Wilcock, Willock to Newcastle. Uh, do you think Arteta is just clearing out all the players he's going to want in September, October, September, August, and now he can look forward and just brought in one or two players to show up the deficiencies in the squad? I think uh, Arteta has done well from a point of view where he's cleared out a lot of the weight space, uh, the weight space that didn't make sense. He's cleared out uh, Kolasinek, uh, he's cleared out Mustafi, uh, Socrates, uh, for your sake, I won't mention Uzel. They gave him that contract. It is a big thing. Right now. It doesn't matter about now. Does he deserve 300,000 right now? It doesn't matter about now. But that's my point, is that now. they've cleared they've cleared up useless, useless weight space. He wasn't useless. He was useless. That man was saving kids in Africa. He'll always get my He mind. can save kids in Africa. He can join Bill Gates, but it's fine. But <laughs> my point is that... Uh, he was busy feeding kids in England and save Ganasaurus. He's a legend in my eyes. No, he's not Rashford. <laughs> he, he's better than Rashford. He's out here busy doing... Rashford has an MBE. Respect that, man. Because only because he's English. But he was feeding kids, bro. Respect that. Ozil was out here busy saving kids, man. Yeah. And he saved a mascot. And he saved the mascot. Ganasaurus, though. 
Mm. There's no soul when you fire a mess. Kind of soul. It's getting you messy. Lucas, how do you feel that transfer deal is? Do you think Arteta was more worried, Arteta and Edward were more worried about getting players out that they didn't want uh, to get a better vibe in the dressing room and just bring in one or two places to see where they made a mistake in terms of the goalkeeper signing and creativity so we don't rely on Smith. No, I think I think it's just if if you look at the positions they got rid of versus who they bought in the summer. Because in the summer you buy Gabriel, you buy Saliba, and now you get rid of Mustafi. You buy Tyranny, you get rid of Kolasinic. Um you get Odegaard, you get you let Willock go out and get some games. It's it's. I think he's keeping the squad. I think he's just getting rid of players he wasn't going to use anyway. I don't. So, as for the summer, I think Odegaard's a good signing because that number ten position is a hole for you guys. Um, Emil Smith Rowe, look, he's played a handful of games. We don't know. You know what I mean? To me, he looks good, but he also looks like he can be a form player. So, once Arsenal drops points again or there's a Man City game and, and that kind of thing, I don't know how much you can rely on that guy. But Odegaard, I mean, um, last season he came back to Real Madrid after having a fantastic season at uh, Real Sociedad. Um, and he had quite a good season at Real Sociedad that he was really controlling that, that midfield. And, 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 and that, so he, so he was playing well and he's a talented player. He has that, he has the talent. Um, physicality, I don't know about because this is a back to front league, but in that number 10 position, Partier will, will clean a lot of the physicality up so that you can play. So I think it's a good signing. Yeah, and then Sorry, they, long sentence, but no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys, any final words as we come to the end of the podcast? Uh, where do we see teams finishing in the league? Let's just take a look at the league table before we sign up over here. Let's see your second guys over here. Where do we see it's obviously uh, what's this team now? City at the top of the league, right? The next fixture against Liverpool. Liverpool. It's the clash of everyone's favorites coming up. Okay. On the weekend. When you look at the table, it's the two Manchester clubs at top. One of them is a fraud and don't belong there, but that's besides the point. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, on top of the real club in what? On top of the great club in what? I have no comments. <laughs> <laughs> and in third place, we have Liverpool, who should be above Man United, but had a dip in fall. Sure. All right. Then we have Leicester, West Ham, Tottenham, Chelsea on 33 points, uh, Everton, Aston Villa, Arsenal, and that rounds up the top of the half of the table. Um, What's Arsenal? Where's Arsenal? Ten. I've. When they okay, never mind. I, I I'm genuinely <laughs> asking. I like after that many wins. Don't forget, we there. Other teams have game in hand, and oh. Everton and Aston Villa won on the weekend, so they jump us again. Okay, and we drew. Right, because yeah, but that's the point. But then, how do you see the table ending that portion? Which teams are going to finish where? Let's get our predictions. Give me top four predictions, coach. Um, I think if I look at that table right now, uh, I think it, I think it might be City number one, Liverpool number two, uh, United number three. I'll give you that. You guys are having a good season. If you guys implode on yourselves, that's on you. It could happen. That would be pleasant for me. <laughs> be but uh, number four, I feel as though that's the the position that's uh, open for anyone. But in that number four position, I feel as though it's Leicester. It's uh, Tottenham. Although I don't rate them 
you know, in that race. It'll be Leicester, Tottenham, and Chelsea. Mm. West Ham actually flipped. Let me not cut West Ham out. I'll make it four. And your boys? West Ham's been having a silently good season. (laughs) They've won four. In the last five games, they've won four games and lost one. What about the jersey away? Ah, that's my team. Yeah, but top four? I know. How let's many be, no, wins in the last how many games? No, be realistic. Second best defensive record of the season. It doesn't mean anything. We don't, our that's tech, that, that, our that tech doesn't match up. Okay, fine. Let's mm. move on to Lucas. Your top four of the season. Yeah, so I think it's I think it's City and Liverpool are going to start to pull away now because the, those are the teams that can go on consecutive wins. Mm-hmm. Right? I I then think three and... I think it's it's playing out again like, like last season and then three and four is... Is whoever whoever can stay close to um, to Man City and Liverpool. I I think United United for them. I'm just happier the closer we end to Manchester City and Liverpool. But I don't think United would win it, and I think Chelsea for fourth. Where do you see United finishing? Third, 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 third. Yeah, and I see Chelsea for fourth. Chelsea for fourth. Okay, mm. you want my top four prediction? Mm. City or Liverpool for the league? So they'll switch between one and two. Chelsea in third position, Arsenal in fourth position, United in fifth position. Mm. Because Bruno Fernandes likes going missing in big games. Okay. Again, that's my agenda for the next sure. podcast. Who, who's going to wake up in Arsenal's big games to finish fourth? Who's going to wake up? Aubameyang. Okay. Like he won us the FA Cup last season. Okay. Mm. I thought I didn't have an answer, did you? Hey? No, I was just hoping you'd say Rob Holding or something like that. <laughs> Rob Holding is the man. <laughs> That's <laughs> our friend. <laughs> he's having a good season. Just like except for that, he's number one in clearances and everything defensive. Fred is just there pressing people. Fair enough. Fair enough. Luke Shaw's creating chances. I'm happy. <laughs> right, but that calls it for another episode of the Nothing But Football podcast. We're tabletop in United. We're on top for two weeks, but now we're falling down the league table. We're back to where they belong. <laughs> an, Arsenal, an Arsenal fan, Potion, lost faith in Arteta and doesn't believe Arsenal will finish in top four. That's good no. for me, guys. Go, go, go ahead, Potion. No, I'm not saying that I've lost faith that we'll reach top four, but I'm saying looking at the table, if we're 10, realistically, I can't expect us to end up in top four. But signing on the season, Gabriel. Mm-hmm. But we, we, signing we, of the season, pushing, Gabriel. Pushing, Who's pushing, not playing? Pushing. We are 10th, two points behind behind Spurs. How can you have Spurs above the, in the top four finish, but not us? No, don't get me wrong. Spurs, are, they, they're, gonna, they're in the top four race purely because they, they're sixth. So I can't eliminate them and put 10th, 10th place Arsenal. We one game away from we can, them. The thing is, we can talk after the next game. If oh. we don't win, then... It's another conversation because there will be two games in hand there over, okay. over Tottenham. Okay. Hence what I'm saying. We can have this conversation next week and we can see how I feel. Okay. Uh, otherwise, that's it from us, guys. Nothing but football podcast. Please do subscribe, like, give us some listens on Spotify, whatever platform you like enjoying to listen to it. Give us some comments. Let us know what you think, what the top four will finish like. That's it from me. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Baby, you're my baby. You're so hard, but now.